0: Good morning. You see the bright sunshine, Ainer?
1: Yeah, what do you think of this place? It's uh, your office. <laughs> so thank you for uh, allowing us to be here. It's a nice view.
0: Out not of bad, not yeah.
1: bad. But from the nice to the reality, um, Pakistan.
0: Pakistan. The Situation has really been disastrous. 35 million homeless. One third of the land is now underwater. Still underwater. Still underwater. Still underwater. Part of it has dried up, but still, it's a complete disaster.
1: Well, I have to give you some uh, strokes here because you really did an amazing job. Your appeal to date has raised, what, $230 yeah. million?
0: No, it wasn't
1: my appeal.
0: Yes, I only participated in the appeal. You
1: made the appeal. Uh, you took action where others are standing by. Right now, U.S., I mean, they promised $327 million, but um, a little late, I mean, if you start looking at what China has put in, $400 million from the government, yeah. and now, what is
0: it? $260 contributions.
1: From private sites. From private sites. And about half of that was from the appeal that you made. So The embassy you.
0: appeal, and I just took it to the social media. Yeah, well,
1: I also want to thank Taiher Institute. Right. Because they, uh, they offered to uh, allow you to use their
0: facility, equipment and
1: facility right. to do that. And to react very quickly to the situation
0: I think it's absolutely amazing Because immediately after it occurred The Chinese government Initially committed 100 million But eventually uh, President Xi Specifically raised it to 400 million And 200 million Is for uh, tents And foodstuff Uh, Dozens of trucks are going from Xinjiang over to Pakistan By land Which is the quickest route uh, sending tomatoes and onions and basic food stuff.
1: Well, you know, I hope anyone listening to this will, um, think about, uh, mm. you know, the kind of tragedies, because this isn't going to be the last one. That's right. And these tragedies are going to strike everybody on earth. Yeah. Um, it's not just, uh, Pakistan or Sri Lanka, uh, or Africa. Africa. I mean, yeah. so, so many places that are going to be in need in the next couple of years are going to be difficult years.
0: That's right. So Even Europeans are running out of food, food, which is really...
1: Well, they're not running out. The prices are going up. The
0: prices are going that, up.
1: That's so much. serious in itself.
0: Yeah. Right. So, um, The contribution, just mm-hmm. finish on the contribution side, mm-hmm. and this is interesting. The Pakistani embassy, uh, appeal, uh, received in two weeks time over 130 million, yeah. and this is from just local folks. That uh, small, we were, small amounts—50, right. 100,
1: 200, 300, that's right.
0: 500, whatever—and yeah. then the Friendship Association put up 135 million of corporate contributions. So, well,
1: I mean, it's it, it's it demonstrates, and you know, in, in the international press, it's, it's not covered it's, at all. It's not covered at all. That's right. Uh, it's a footnote to, to everything. And, That's right. You know, and then, and then same thing with Afghanistan. Nothing. Nothing. Alright, six million people are facing starvation. That's right. And uh, no one's really doing anything about it.
0: No one's doing anything. And, and like you said, I think what's worse is that the Western media is not covering it at all. Yeah. Following the, their government's narratives, it's really sad.
1: Well, let's talk about why they're ignoring it. They seem to be completely preoccupied with their own issues, which, uh, starting with inflation, continue to be higher in developed countries than, uh, emerging in developed countries. Why, why, why do you see that?
0: I think, uh, the strategy in dealing with COVID from two and a half years ago was, uh, basically print money. Print, print, print.
1: Yeah. Now you have massive debts, uh, right. lots of money floating around, and these central banks are moving to you know. And look, we have to talk about what happened at the Fed. I mean, they raised it by seventy-five basis points. The market took a dump. It still hasn't recovered. This is they
0: will raise it some more.
1: Yeah, uh, they're they're looking at to uh, seventy-five point base seventy-five basis, basis point. points. So another. Yeah full point and a half, 150 basis points above where it is now.
0: We'll be looking at 5% Fed rates. Yeah, but yeah.
1: what I don't understand is the inflation uh, that is really bothering people in terms of, of food and energy. That's supply, all right? Yes, you can depress the economy to the extent that no one wants to do business. That'll cut down on the supply, but it's also going to kill your economy. Yeah. So I have no idea what they're doing. And n- now the, uh, European, uh, bank is following suit. But way behind. They're, they're at 2.25 right now. Uh, U.S. is over 4. So at, you know, at, at this juncture, you know, it's a race to raise rates, which will increase bond rates.
0: And it's a race to go into a depression.
1: Exactly. And, uh, Already right we're seeing stagflation low yeah. economic activity followed by high increases in prices it, it, it's not sustainable it's suicidal yeah. the heritage foundation came out with a study not your favorite institution well this yeah well it's a very it's a very conservative mm-hmm. very very and they were definitely trying to make political points by saying that uh, during um, trump's time uh, you know, real, uh, real wages went up by 4,000 US dollars. Mm-hmm. And that since Biden has taken office, it's gone down by 4,200. But what that masks is the fact that all that printing of money, <laughs> it occurred. Where did it go? Where, no, and where did it come from? Trump. Trump. He was the one who signed those in. So, you know, it's kind of like, uh, drinking and feeling good and then the next morning having a hangover. So it's not all Joe Biden's fault, but he just does not seem to be in control of anything.
0: This uh, midterm elections will be very interesting.
1: Yeah, it's it still comes down this battle. Are you more concerned about inflation and in your own interests, or yeah. do you care more about issues about division of the country, guns, abortion, yeah, um, and Donald Trump? Come on, that's he's, right. He's, he's he's we have to talk about him as a major issue here. Yeah. Because he has just—I mean, I can declassify things in my mind if I think about it. (laughs) I mean, even Republican stalwarts,
0: zingers—they're
1: like, like, no, no, that's not the way it works. No, no, he comes up
0: with zingers.
1: Yeah, but I mean, he's saying. But now the special master, who he was the one to suggest that. Yes, there was. They each had two people they could name. This was one of his. Uh, from the Trump's uh, defense team, now this guy is just putting it in. He says, "Oh, you you have there was planted evidence." All right, show us. Show us. That's right. You right. <laughs> said you declassified. Show, show us. us. Otherwise, I don't want to hear about it anymore. Yeah. So this is really going to bite into his ability, and I wonder if his since his legal defense team isn't saying any of these things, it's only Donald Trump outside. At what point does the judge say? No more talking about this, Mr. Trump. You're trying to prejudice the juries. And that seems what we have here.
0: It seems like where it's headed. At the same time, you know, still 50% of the Republicans are... are, More than
1: 50%. Yeah,
0: firmly in support of uh, Mr. Trump.
1: But 54% of Americans say it's time for Mr. Trump to go. And that's all Americans, not a small core of Republican stalwarts. But, you know, throughout uh, the election, this I mean, it's interesting from the point of view. This is going to be the either, you know, Trump goes up or Trump goes away. Because right now uh, he had over 90% success rate in getting the candidates that he backed who almost uniformly said that the election had been stolen. If they don't get into office, the Republican Party will say Donald Trump is over. He's not our leader. He can't lead us to success. If you can't do that, you're, you're part of the problem, not the solution.
0: So um, if, if that's the case, what we have is a situation in which uh, if the Democrats beat out the Republican candidates who are mostly Trump people, it, would be a, it could be a Democratic landslide. The way things are moving. It could be.
1: Uh, and, yeah. But, you know, we'll not, we, we won't know. know until things. I we mean, know. the polls are going both uh, both ways. And I think a lot of it depends no. on panics So when Biden declared that COVID is over, inflation is over, <laughs> I, I think that's, let's say that that seems more political than reality. But this goes to this issue that he only ca- seems to care about partisan, political, issues where's is the statesman where is the person that the world needs to step up
0: we're not seeing many in the western world today yeah. statesmanship but what i was referring to i know is if slightly above 50% of republicans are in support of trump which means these candidates that trump pushed into becoming the candidates of the Republic, Republican Party uh, don't receive the full support of the Republican Party, it doesn't augur well for the midterm elections for no. the Republican well, side. Uh, right? um,
1: there was a poll among young, young Republicans mm-hmm. who are not uh, aligned uh, with this. Uh, they're conservative, they're fiscal conservatives, but they're, they're not um, there on this you know, issue of gay marriage. They're not there on the issue of abortion. And they're not uh, there in, in terms of this, um, you know, the election was stolen. That's right. So if those people simply just say, I'm not going to go vote. Exactly. That could be devastating. And That's as I right. said, It, it would, would be rat- a landslide. A landslide. Yeah. yeah. So American purchasing power has gone by down by 4,200%. This has left millions of Americans struggling to pay for daily necessities. Mm-hmm. Credit card debt is up. Home loan debt is up. Mortgage rates are up. Yeah, but, you know, inflation has been pummeling along at over 12% average since January. Real wage increases, is 8%. So this is that 4,200. 63%, and I keep saying this, 63% of Americans live paycheck to paycheck. That means that they each average, they lose $4,200. They can't pay for their lifestyle. That's why you're seeing credit card debt and home equity loans upon which because the Fed is pushing the rate, guess what? It's more expensive to borrow. That's right. This this could literally lead to, you know, people losing their homes. Credit card rates, by the way,
0: if you look at the numbers is really quite outrageous, 16%
1: or higher. Yeah. How how can anybody you're str- you can't make it now. There's yeah. no relief. How in can sight. you how can you pay burden, it back? Yeah, I can't pay my bills now. Now I'm going to add 16 percent interest on top of it. That's right. It's just not going to work out. But the I mean... Banks are raking it in. You, you, you brought up uh, something really interesting. That in Germany, for instance, so mm-hmm. we're talking about American inflation. Let's switch over to Europe and what's happening there. The inflation rate is pushing companies out of Europe. They can't afford... The the costs of, you know, the increased inflation, everything. That's the right. cost of living is going up. The cost of energy is going through the roof. And it's going to get worse. So you, you said for every one company that's thinking about leaving China, eight are thinking about coming in.
0: Oh, actually, it was a report by the European Chamber of Commerce yeah. of companies' view toward investments in China. Your gutta, our good friend. Yes, eight to one ratio. For every comp- company looking to offshore from China, there are eight who want to increase their onshore in China.
1: They have no choice. Where are you going to produce? That's right. If you produce in Germany or Europe at this juncture, you won't be competitive internationally. Not. That's right.
0: You're finished. Yeah. You're finished.
1: And domestically, unless they erect trade barrier walls, uh, Chinese goods, not only Asian goods, yeah, doesn't matter where they're from, because. Uh, you know, it's not just simply... It's the ch- Asian
0: supply chain.
1: Yeah, but it's not just simply China that has a low inflation rate. Japan, South Korea, all of them are... The inflation Asian rate countries. is lower That's than right. it is in the West. So, you know, it's the exact opposite. In the past, the you know, U.S. got a cold, everyone else got the flu. Right now, it looks like the U.S. has the flu and everyone else just has a cold.
0: So th- this is very interesting because... Uh the new Prime Minister of uh, Germany and his entire cabinet have been pitching about our dependence on China is too high, we want to disengage, we want to offshore from China, and so on. But business, like you said, has its own
1: logic. Economic gravity is what we're dealing with. That's here. right. And the, those who think that they're going to change uh, the economic gravity, you know, historically, they're always proven wrong. What's dangerous,
0: though, what's really dangerous is that they can't address the economic issue, so they start turning ideological and political. And we see this even among German friends who appear in Beijing, you know, getting very uh, ideological in lecturing Chinese friends about, oh, the war in Ukraine, how can you...
1: Yeah, but, I mean, isn't it hypocritical when there's a war in Africa or in in the Middle East or in the Stan's? It's or kind of even like it's oh go 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 you know, even even
0: worse than that what else did nato do the bombing of yugoslavia yeah.
1: no, including I mean,
0: the chinese embassy in yugoslavia
1: you know well that was a complicated situation that was a very accident
0: complicated. too well very yes,
1: very you very always nice. used two bunker bombs to take out a a um, <laughs> <laughs> they said they said it was uh, just a uh, a warehouse yeah. I don't know why you need a bunker bomb to hit a warehouse. A warehouse. Regular yeah. munitions would take care of it. But two bunker bombs mm-hmm. makes you kind of wonder yeah. you know, what the story is. But there there was some issue about uh, stealth technology. A US uh, plane had gone down and I, I you know somebody tried to But tell wasn't
0: me. that also a war in Europe? A war in Europe. Yes. And this is their whole argument the Germans, oh, we can't take a war in Europe. Russia.
1: Yeah, but, we, but then why do you promote wars abroad? That's right. Why is it okay there? And I, I think there's a lot of, uh, of people in the Global South who are kind of looking at uh, Europe and saying, gee, it's okay when it's in my backyard, but what's in your backyard, then we have to choose.
0: Aside from that hypocrisy, but I think there's also a sense of racism here uh, in terms of against the Global South, you know, if it's black people killing themselves.
1: Black or brown or yellow. That's, that's okay. right. That's that, that, okay. That, that's to be expected. Yeah. White people killing white people. Oh that's my goodness. That's unacceptable. That's unacceptable. Yeah. There's something must be clearly wrong in the yeah. world. Um, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> talking about wars, Joe Biden made multiple, four times unequivocal that he would defend
0: Taiwan. Taiwan.
1: And now, then we have Blinken showing up with a meeting with Wang Yi, Yi, the uh-huh. The, uh, foreign minister. minister and State Councilor of China, yeah. and uh, this makes crystal clear we, you know, the one China policy. But I mean, look, I mean, and then well, well, what I liked is if, if somebody's watching this, they want to see something interesting. They should read. or should read something interesting. They should read uh, Wang Yi's speech to the Asia Society in New York. In yes. New York. Uh, where he just laid it out, he says, "Well, on one hand, we hear these assurances about one China policy. On the other hand, we see boats going up and down <laughs> the yeah. Taiwan Straits, being joined now by Canada. That's right. Um, we billions in munition sales to yeah. and uh, U.S. Taiwan.
0: dragging also dragging Germany into the mix. Yeah. German ship and German aircraft are now." Doing co-exercises with the Japanese. In,
1: yeah, but I, I mean, they, they don't have enough fuel yet. They can send fighter jets all the way to <laughs> up, Japan, across the world, and you know, yeah. uh, uh, you know, at some point. Well, is, there was a brilliant, sp- uh, interesting speech in the Bundestag, uh, ah, in, yes, in, in the German um, Parliament, mm-hmm. where a woman said, "What are you doing? You know, you, we, we cannot feed our people." We're not competitive. We're losing industry. And you're running around screaming about these ideological things. All right. Which, you know.
0: Not we, taking care of the people.
1: Yeah. I mean, Absolutely. What, what is government for? To take care of the people.
0: But this is, this is interesting watching that uh, speech is it shows that there are deep divisions in German society as well now.
1: Well, those divisions are being echoed everywhere. I mean, we're, we're starting looking at Italy. Big oh, swing yes. to the right. They're expected to get 65% between a center right coalition. And that's going to send shockwaves because yeah. the right has been saying that, you know, we don't need Europe. Yeah. That the, you know, the EU is uh, you know, not this in is, our interest. This is also Sweden too. Yeah, there's, there's a swing. But you, I, th- I think you're going to see that in a lot of countries.
0: All over Europe. Yeah. But where does that lead Europe to?
1: Europe will be deeply divided it's internally. Divided, I mean, you could literally be looking at the dissolution or ineffectiveness of it. I mean, yeah. they, they, never, they needed to go one way or other. They, they have monetary union. They all use the euro, but no fiscal union. So the money is being floated around in very strange ways. The, the central bank is struggling to come to terms with the fact that they have no input on the individual economies that they're supposed to be trying to help.
0: Einer, uh, looking at Germany in particular, and possibly the rest of Western Europe, doesn't it remind you of what happened to the U.S. in terms of the hollowing
1: out of industrialization? Ah, yes. But in this particular case, it's the U.S. who's saying onshoring sent to the, the U.S. US. <laughs> yes, we're competitive. Although, right now, I, I, I don't think with the kind of inflation and debt that we're looking at, I think it's, And that brings up this issue. You know, there's a tsunami of money flowing into the U.S. because of the higher interest, uh, rate, interest yeah. rates. But at a certain point, if uh, confidence in the U.S. economy goes down... Or even if flickers. It flickers. You could see a massive outpouring, and that would be catastrophic because ironically if it starts pouring out interest rates go up Mm -hmm. why because the u.s has to float its debt
0: yeah all
1: right right now it's okay because they're they're taking inflation dollars and paying off past debts but as soon as that's that that point is over they're going to be in a situation where a lot more of the federal budget is going to be going to pay debt service
0: okay what happens when it starts to flow out? The question is going to be, where is it going to flow to?
1: Well, big it's question. an economy that is stable. able to plan, yeah. able to execute, stable, has a stable currency,
0: stable has growth.
1: production, has big markets. I can't imagine what country that would be other than China. Come to <laughs> yeah. Because I was thinking that you certainly wouldn't
0: move to Europe because Europeans... No. It's not competitive, there's no question. Uh,
1: UK also is collapsing. Japan, there no, is. We, we, we can't just gloss over that. I mean, astounding. Liz Truss, I mean, just saying, we're gonna invent money to pay off people's bills. But she clearly has no plan. I mean, stalwarts are coming out, and she's gotten a big raspberry from everybody, including the... <laughs> Royal family who were not very interested in having her around on That's right. goodwill tour.
0: So Europe is really out of the question in terms of flow of capital. I think it's going to be Asia, ex Japan and Korea. Depends on whether or not Korea integrates itself further into the Asian economy. Um, Japan, the situation is really quite dire. I saw it hit at 146 yen to the dollar. And even the Japanese Central Bank, which never does this, had to intervene in the currency markets.
1: Well, what else are they going to do? I mean, they're, they're, they're really being killed. And they have a, they have the largest amount of U.S. denominated debt. I mean, in theory, that's helping them because they're a holder of these treasuries, but they're at lower rates. Yeah. So at this time, um, if you buy now, uh, it looks good, but if you're trying to offload, you know, Old treasuries and things like that at low low rates, uh, you're underwater. That's right, and that's not a situation they can stand for very long.
0: Something we talked
1: about before: Japan, in
0: addition to Germany, Japan and Korea for the last six months have been running trade deficit. Yeah. These are major manufacturing centers; they're running trade deficit, but China is running a trade surplus, and
1: a large, Asian countries
0: large trade
1: surplus, very large. <laughs>
0: Most of the ASEAN countries are also doing quite well, relatively.
1: Yeah, but this is that economic shift, but it just, I mean, yeah. it's not just to the east. It's away from developed countries towards emerging and developing countries in terms of, of, of overall growth rates. Unfortunately, I do think that the drop in global demand is going to start hurting uh, a lot of countries very hard, especially those who don't have the manufacturing. They don't have, um, uh, currency reserves. That's right. They're going to be in tough shape.
0: No supply chain.
1: No. And no markets. Yeah. Would you think, uh, so you mentioned South Korea, would you think of that thing where they caught him on a hot mic <laughs> <laughs> and then tried to explain it away? Oh no, I wasn't talking about Americans, I was talking about uh, uh, South Korea, but for some reason, in that sentence, he kept mentioning Biden. <laughs> That's right. So I don't know if there's a Biden in South Korea. <laughs> Biden and uh, the American Congress. Yeah, but I mean it was a pretty interesting hot mic incident where he's just saying, you know, this, if this guy can't, it was no, the whole thing was about six um, six billion dollars that was to go into a fund to uh, fight uh, six hundred million, I think yeah so to go into fight uh diseases and things like that tb and a lot of other um diseases that are on the you know, polio for instance is coming back tb measles uh ebola all of these things are coming back so you know people have been lulled into this sense that oh once covid is over we go back to normal no uh there's been a lot of changes uh, a lot of people especially in the west who are uh, vaccine deniers. So Mm -hmm. they don't take the regular vaccine. They don't want the polio vaccine. They don't want their children to have the measles, mumps, all of these things. So you're going to see an an explosion as these people exercising, quote, their rights and their freedoms. Mm -hmm. Uh, Their children and them start infecting others. Not not very responsible. Never understand why you have rights, but no responsibilities. How can that be? Hmm. You saw that there was a new video showing fake Trump electors spent hours inside yeah. the Georgia elections office the day it was breached, uh, you know, going over machines, quote, checking them and things them. like that. And then there are machines that are showing up on eBay, which you, you, you can't, they're not sold to the public. So there's real questions, uh, about what is happening here. To the electoral process. So I think that Donald Trump is right. I think that there was manipulation of the election process, only it was by Republicans. By Trump's side. Yes, yes. by Trump's side. That's right.
0: Uh,
1: I'm still going back. Trump telling Sean Hannity on Fox News that you can declassify something if you think about it. <laughs> really a bridge too far i can do it yeah i can do it i I got the magic right here that's right meanwhile his legal troubles are just compounding how uh, about the new york cases new york case is interesting because this is you know i i I spent a year close to dear to your heart i spent a year as an intern in the da's office and then i was uh, doing criminal law these are the kind of cases that prosecutors love why because you don't need a witness other than the somebody who keeps the records and they get on the stand and they say, you know, here's these papers Are, did you receive these papers? Yes. Now the defense can say, oh, that's not my signature. I didn't submit that, but we're talking hundreds and hundreds of not paper. thousands of documents. That's right, <laughs> which are clearly signed, and you can have a handwriting expert authenticate. So generally, the defense doesn't want to go there. They don't uh-huh. want to say, "No, some some elf was signing this. <laughs> not, not, that not me. We were just benefiting from this." So two hundred and fifty million dollars is what's at stake here. But this is a civil case. All right, uh-huh. it's not criminal. But Letitia James, who's the attorney general for uh, New York City, has. Referred these matters to the IRS, to the state tax authorities, and also to the DEA's office for criminal prosecution. Now, if they're able to prove their case, it's going to be very easy, much easier. Although it's a higher standard on the criminal side. Yeah. Yeah. But what reason? Let me go back to why it's so easy. There's no defense. You submitted the documents. I say, you know, I can. I'd love to see the scenario where they say. This is what you submitted for your taxes. You said the building was worth two million. This is what you submitted to the insurance company. You said it was worth twenty million. Here's what you put on your portfolio. Minus two hundred million.
0: Two hundred million.
1: <laughs> yes. And then in terms of the taxes side is maybe negative two, two million. Two, yeah, two million. It was two twenty and forty, you know, and this type of things. But you just say, okay, which one is true? Mm-hmm. Which means the other two are lies, or are they all false? That's the only question you can ask, and you really don't have a good answer. In most cases like this, the defense will pack it in, because there is no defense.
0: There's no way to defend against yeah. that. Yeah. And,
1: uh, you know, he's trying to muddy the waters saying, I'm a businessman, I'm smart, this is what smart people do. <laughs> but, you know, it, he can say it's smart, but the truth is, it's tax fraud, and it's insurance fraud, and it's bank fraud. And that's not securities
0: going to Securities well. fraud. And securities
1: fraud too, to the extent that you use those valuations and procuring right. of money. That's right. So he's, he's, he's got lots of frauds. Well, that and then they're closing in. It seems like they're issuing a wider and wider net, uh, for all the efforts to, um, to overthrow the election, uh-huh. uh, by, with fake electors, uh, all of the stuff. I mean, they're they're subpoenaing people in Georgia, left, right, and center. So is the um, the congressional committee that's looking into this. Uh, so he's he's. I don't think that he's going to make it through. Um, he'll make it through November, but after that, I think he's going to be basically sidelined. Even Republicans couldn't believe this thing about declassifying the mind, and to the extent that he said stuff like that. The faithful will remain, but everyone else, all the same people will leave.
0: What a country.
1: UN General Assembly. What was your overall opinion?
0: I think UN is in trouble.
1: Yeah. Well, you spent years there. Fifteen years.
0: Fifteen. And it, years. it was moving in that direction. I think it's been become quite politicized. I think the General Assembly, uh, used to be a place where people promoted what is correct or what is ideologically correct. Um, and it did, it did focus on developing of the development of the developing countries, improving their economic and the social and political status, and so on and so forth. But today it's become the battleground of... Uh,
1: Large powers.
0: That's right, pushing the major powers. And uh, the big push now is transforming the Security Council
1: Yeah, but look, none of the five are actually going to say, oh, yes, let's open it up. I mean, it's paralyzed now. Adding 40 people to it, just uh, 40 countries to it, isn't going to make it better. That means that everyone wants a veto. It's not going to make it
0: better. It's going to make it worse. But tactically, what the U.S. would like to do is to get rid of the veto. And basically, they would control the number of votes. In other words, instead of one vote... So, you increase the number of people
1: who are on your side
0: that's right, like germany and, and Japan are now actively pursuing a position
1: well, India, too, so is India, yeah. but you know a lot of those things are in not Turkey. written in, in Turkey, but they 're not written in stone. Yeah. Uh, germany could change uh, due to this latest financial crisis. Japan, uh, as i've said i mean if, if you really want to know who has been the nemesis of Japan since uh, you know, long time, long yes. time has been the U.S. Yeah, uh, Japan, as you pointed out last time, their economy is actually less than it was 30 years 30 before years ago. they signed the, the Plaza, Plaza Accord, Accord that the yeah. U.S. forced them to sign. Yeah, so they have actually gone backwards. That's right. Now.
0: Well, I think the UN will continue to be a forum of potentially some exchange. In which the smaller developing countries will have a
1: place to at least to
0: present their voice.
1: Present but, their voice, but is it going to be heard?
0: But politically, what, it, what what will happen is the battle is going to be all around the Security Council.
1: You know, when when I hear Biden get up there and say, "quote I reject the use of violence and war to conquer nations or expand borders through bloodshed." end quote and I think to myself of Iraq, Afghanistan, and this 72, uh, times that since World War II, the U.S. has militarily intervened in trying to create regime change. I mean, am I the only one who senses this hypocrisy? I think, I think, uh, you, you sense it and you project it very well,
0: and the rest of the world, especially the global south, is beginning to pick it up. Uh, it is increasingly recognized that the U.S. cannot be counted on. Even for the most ideological Germans are now also thinking, well, you know, maybe we should be more independent because there could be another Donald Trump coming in another two years or so. Right?
1: I participated in a forum, and what was interesting to me is it was a European-China forum. And all the Europeans said the same thing. We, uh, feel strongly about the war in Ukraine. Uh, we are going to rearm. He says, and part of the reason is, isn't because of Ukraine. It's because we don't trust the U.S. And they all said that. And I, I was kind of taken aback because it always seems like the EU is backing the U.S. plan. But when you start talking about changing the makeup of the Security Council, I don't, I think the U.S. is living in a, and, you know, in a make-believe land, okay. if they think that all of these, quote, stalwarts are going to sell. I mean, South Korea, they have some real problems. All South Korean electric vehicles cannot be sold, or I shouldn't, they can be sold, but there will be no um, tax, abatement. Tax, tax abatement. They don't qualify. In fact, no company does. But, I mean, it's, you know, they're looking at this, and the CHIPS Act which is trying to put their chip business out of business.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, I don't <laughs> think they see this as terribly friendly.
0: No, it's 35% of their GDP yeah, that the Americans see. are trying to get out of the business.
1: It's, yeah, exactly. It's, it's absurd. And, 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 but it's, it's just, and, and then you have, you know, and this is a quote "As we man-, this is from Joe Biden, as we manage shifting geopolitical trends, the United States will conduct itself as a reasonable leader. We do not see conflict. We do not seek Cold War. We do not ask any nation to choose between the United States or any other partner. How can he say that with a straight face? I mean, we saw a week and a half ago Linda Grenfield going down to South Africa, going around saying, you're with us or against us? That's right. And then that brilliant speech by the South African, African uh, foreign, foreign minister, minister saying, we don't you know, you're not going to force us to make these... Uh, these. uh Not
0: you, Mr. Blinken. Not
1: you, Mr. Blinken, but others. Others.
0: others. <laughs> Other officials.
1: Other officials. Linda Grenfield, two days early, yes. yes or not. But, I mean, why... Have we gotten to the point where it's post so much post-truth, post-hypocrisy, that leaders get up and just arbitrarily say things that make no sense, that aren't true? I mean... U.S. is but I know. always in conflict. There hasn't been a day. That's right. What we're <laughs> addressing year, now. What
0: we're addressing now is something that actually became very blatant during Donald Trump days, hmm. because he was just
1: shoot out of his mouth, anything goes. Yeah, but I mean, uh, Biden. Is, I, I don't know what's coming out of his mouth. It just seems kind of strange. I mean, in um, his case, it's more
0: a softer tone.
1: The same stuff. He hasn't changed anything. Same hypocrisy,
0: same lies. Oh, speaking of uh, lies and, and uh, hypocrisy, you know about this, this uh, Palestinian friend of ours. Mm-hmm. Yes. He said, uh, this is, I, I thought it was just brilliant. You know, we Palestinians are Islamic. And Americans obviously don't like us. and They've years for years and years supported uh, militarily, financially, for us to be battered. Now it seems like they also don't like the Chinese. Sanctions, sanctions, all kinds of statements attacking China for being aggressive, being this, being that. So they don't like Islamic people. They don't like Chinese people, but you put the two together in a Uyghur. <laughs> they love them.
1: Well, they care. They really <laughs> care so yeah. much. They don't care about Palestinians. They don't care about Chinese, Chinese. but they love Muslim Chinese. That's I, that's, right. that's interesting. You know, Biden also said that uh, he's going to go to the G20. It's not clear what he's going to do there. But then he's Meet with Mr. Putin. <laughs> yeah, that would be interesting. Well, that would be a positive step if it, yeah. if it did happen. I don't think so. But now he's going to skip APEC, and he's 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 sending his trusty vice president uh-huh. Kamala Harris. She's going to go there. She's going to fly the flag. But it seems strange. I mean, he was just a day after, and instead of doing that, he says, "Well, I have family reasons. I'm going home." No real indication. I mean, as we've been saying, Southeast Asian nations, APEC has been the area which has had the most growth. I would think that if I'm a nation who's having economic problems, I might be interested in paying attention to a very, very important group. I mean, economic gravity, you, you name it, there are so many issues involved.
0: That's right. And he's
1: once again, just like Trump, ignoring it. Yeah, ignored Africa, ignored South America. The only time they seem interested is if somebody from China goes to one of these places,
0: they'll send them. They'll
1: send somebody some, down, yeah. like Blinken and yeah. Lend- and the But
0: I, whatever country. the case, you know, I, I don't think they have much to offer to to the ASEAN countries. Um, yeah,
1: but not showing
0: up—that's not showing that's, up because it further means that we don't insult. care. That's right. Mm-hmm. But they only care if it means using the ASEAN countries to attack China. You know,
1: provoke China. have have they given up? Has ASEAN been uh, very clear? I think ASEAN
0: has made it very clear to them that, sorry, we're not going to choose, but guess what? We're doing our bread and butter business, which means it's with China.
1: Talking about, and Solomon's uh, stood up in the UN and said they've been unfairly targeted since recognizing China. And that was a statement by the President of the UN. You know, when you go back to what is the purpose of the UN to prevent bullies. That's right. From arbitrarily taking it. Now, the US is always saying they're against authoritarianism, against all of these things. Yet, you know, we hear case after case, whether it was in South Africa or other nations, where the US is applying pressure everywhere. Even to allies. I mean, you know, going back, to pounding the table for six hours or whatever it was with the UK UK saying that you can't have Huawei. I don't care what your your reports say. I don't care. This is an issue. If you don't give in to us on this, you don't get any more intelligence. You're out of the five eyes. We
0: we don't care if you've already proven that there's no backdoor (laughs) on Huawei. We don't want to hear that.
1: It can't (laughs) be possible. There's stuff you don't know. Can you tell us? No.
0: (laughs) No, actually, what he said was interesting. That, uh, whatever you say about this no backdoor with Huawei equipment, whether or not it's true is irrelevant.
1: Yes. Oh, completely political. That's right. But it, it really goes to this, uh, it's an all out attack on, on, uh, on China. It, yeah. And, and wh- whoever gets in the way is just collateral damage. It's this thing that came about, uh, you know, two things involving India. One, in Canada, the number of attacks against Indians. Indians is increasing um, Mm -hmm. by uh, multifold. And the Indian um, government made a statement to it. And, you know, the Canadians just responded, oh, we always catch everybody who who does Mm -hmm. anything wrong. But it doesn't, didn't address this issue that there's rising racism in Canada. And that they seem to be echoing a lot of the kind of Trump philosophy that if it isn't white, It isn't right. That's right. Something wrong with these foreigners, despite the fact that India is supposed to be a an ally, a strong,
0: a strong political ally, Mm -hmm. and despite the fact also that the Canadians have prided themselves on being more liberal, more freedom loving Mm -hmm. than the Americans. Canadians have always been priding themselves on that.
1: Well, they have, but, you know, India also had some interesting things. There was a report that found that the botnet that was engaged in a smear campaigns against what they described as anti-national journalists, as well as making calls to boycott Chinese products, was courtesy of, of India, the Indian government yeah. or their security services. Yeah. So this seems to be the order of the day. Uh, whatever you don't like, doesn't matter if it's factual. That's right. Just make it up. That's right. Put it on social media, weaponize yeah. it. Right? Mm-hmm. And talking of which, I They
0: learned from the Americans very well on this.
1: <laughs> well, I mean the the key to uh to social manipulation today is simply drowning people in false accusations on a daily basis. The false di- false so
0: information. They, yes. they
1: don't have the ability to check on whether any of it is true. Mm-hmm.
0: Whatever the case, in terms of India, though, I think there's been some changes in terms of their attitude toward China over the course of the last several weeks. Yeah, With the, the, the
1: withdrawal of the troops troop. from the Hot Point area.
0: That's yeah. right. And then the meeting between Wang Yi and the Indian foreign minister.
1: But he took some pot shots afterwards. Which, let him. Yeah, I know. That's what but...
0: domestic consumption. Oh. I think uh, increasingly India walking out of the the... Indo-U- Indo-Pacific... Oh, yes,
1: uh, yes. Uh, U.S. Ex- initiative. Yes.
0: In- IP, Indo-Pacific Economic...
1: Oh, initiative.
0: Initiative,
1: right? Which has no substance to it That's right. <laughs> which so, is never going... I mean, the U.S., in India, couldn't uh, agree at the Doha round. Yeah. <laughs> right? And that was 20 years ago. And what are the chances they're going to agree now?
0: But whatever the case, walking away from that is interesting. On the India's part, because they could have participated and wasted time and, you know, continue to have discussions and so but on. They,
1: they seem to be playing it both ways. They yeah. dance between all the different powers. You know, obviously, yeah. they, you know, Russia's on the radar because they get their military equipment there. China because there's a tremendous amount of trade. Right. U.S. because of security. It seems that they want something, but it's never clear to me exactly what they want. Um, you can never get... Short-term a price term tag. manipulation. Well, short term, but I mean, I've talked to uh, people on the Chinese side and, involved mm-hmm. in that and they say, I said, well, what do you think that uh, India wants? He said, we ask them all the time and we never get an answer. They just, uh, they'll, they'll say something, well, we just want what we're entitled to, you know, and... And they're like, well, what, can you give us? <laughs> Maybe they don't. Is it bigger they than know. a red box? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe I mean, they don't know what they I think, really want. I think it's transactional. They're trying to see exactly. what will shake loose, yeah. and then try to ask for a little bit more. Oh, in China, it was Billy Billy is getting hammered. Their stock is a dive almost ninety percent. I mean, Billy Billy is one of the you know biggest social media.
0: Absolutely. Things.
1: But I can't figure out why it's being. A, there's somebody out there who's pushing a lot of short interest um on this uh, in terms of the options. Um but Billy it Billy they, it doesn't make sense at all because Billy Billy is extremely popular. Popular and my understanding is that they're making a profit. They are. Absolutely. So, I mean there are a lot plenty of social media companies who haven't made a dime. That's right. <laughs> One that Elon Musk is about to <laughs> <laughs> that 's right, and yet uh i don't know it's it's just seemed it's just something of interest i couldn't figure it out. I wondered if you had any ideas
0: what, I, what i've seen is that you know after muddy waters uh,
1: did their things
0: yeah. uh, it's uh attacking Chinese companies, shorting it, and then yeah. coming out with stories, and so on. become so a national it was, sport it becomes a sport, yeah, yeah. but in terms of billy Billy it's very well run. Very well organized and has fanatically, fanatically strong followings
1: among the young. it's it's still growing and that's that's why I don't understand why why this would be a thing. Especially among the young, among those
0: in their Mm twenties. It's it's a huge website.
1: One of the things I want to get, uh, talking about, since we're in that space, Ethereum. Uh, They they had the merge. Uh, what they call it, which moved from, uh, proof of work, uh, the proof of work was the data mining, and that Mm -hmm. allowed, uh, you could earn coins, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, bitcoins or Ethereum coins, by doing the data mining, the data mining, which is what reset the whole system, Mm -hmm. kept track of everything. Right. Right. Now they move to this thing where it's, uh, uh, proof, do you have the coin? (laughs) And then if you have the coin, you guarantee transactions that are being made. And by guaranteeing transactions, you get paid, right? They're obviously just starting out. Uh, but now the SEC has You're said... You're a security. You're a security, because what? You're guaranteeing. That's right. So all of these things have to be, you know, subject to our jurisdiction. SEC regulations. Yeah, but also I think it does away with the anonymous factor. So despite that, I think they can get through the SEC stuff. Uh, cause that's simply disclosure and filing and it actually brings some order because you know who's guaranteeing it. Mm-hmm. It's not just simply they have coins, but, you know, do you want to really be gu- being guaranteed by a, by a, a you know, a, a South American drug
0: dealer? <laughs> that's right. Because what happens here is that it takes away the anonymous element of it.
1: I, I think regulate, is, its a huge, huge area. I expect the company to do very well, especially in areas of smart contracts yeah. that allow transactions to be automated, less costly.
0: But more it means all these other cryptocurrencies.
1: Eventually, if
0: they want to be in the market, will have to subject them just themselves
1: to SEC. They can't. Can, can you they imagine uh, going can to Bitcoin and say, "Gee whiz, um, <laughs> you got to all disclose who you are." <laughs> I think there'd be a little dip in the yeah <laughs> in the market, yeah, the market value market. of Bitcoin. What do you think? Do you think uh, China's zero COVID is ending? There's been a lot of uh, in, indications that they they might be going to a three day quarantine. That's right.
0: Yeah. Um, well, after Hong Kong announced
1: the zero plus three. Yeah. Uh, How's that working? Hong Kong still has quite a few cases, though.
0: Yeah, zero plus three means zero days of quarantine, but three days of monitoring,
1: yeah. right? But uh, if the, the monitoring means it's you stay, basically you stay in your hotel. Or that's
0: your right. Things, you stay in the your hotel room. room. You're not allowed to go to public spaces, right? Uh, I think increasingly it's possible to identify the risk basis.
1: Of yeah. They have a tremendous amount of data. Yeah, from, you know. Well, it'll—I mean, it'll be a very welcome thing. But when that happens, there's going to be an incredible mad rush of everybody who can in China going somewhere outside of China. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be interesting to see. I was talking to somebody in the airline industry, and they just said, "Well, you know, there's ups and downs and things like that—pilot strikes, airline strikes, the staff strikes—you mm-hmm. know, all of these things—and of course they downsized. So now." All of a sudden, they're going to have this huge demand. Uh, that should do pretty well for the air, airline industries in the short term. Let's see how long it lasts.
0: The V-shaped re- response to this. Yeah,
1: but they won't be able to supply. It's not like you can just lay on that's aircraft. That's right, that's right. They have to be right. up-capped. They have all sorts of inspections. It'd yeah, there are all
0: kinds of problems with that. Even in, at the uh, management of airports are having problems because of staff shortages.
1: Yeah. yeah. How are things going in Macau? You know a lot about them. Dramatically bad. Yeah, I the think gambling is way down. Yeah,
0: gambling is way down for a variety of reasons. You know, because central government is very, very keen on suppressing uh, the gambling instinct of the Chinese.
1: Well, I don't know if it's gambling instinct or is it uh, money laundering, well, money laundering instinct? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes.
0: Capital flight and so on and so yeah. forth. And that's what well, Macau I, has know. been used for. But I think uh, Macau has to do something. Because it has to get out of the easy life, the easy good life of gambling and just collecting. They it have out. to have a
1: real economy. They that's can't, right. It depend we'll on stop. being an extension of the Las Vegas Strip. But it's strip.
0: quite difficult for them because they don't have the talent and the personnel that's necessary.
1: Yeah, to but they're on. part of mainland China. I mean, the talent and everything is readily right available. There, readily available.
0: What we found in terms of you know trying to set up the Green Exchange in Macau. And also R&B bond trading and so on and so
1: forth. Is talented people don't want to move to Macau. Which is odd. It's a, it's, it's, I mean, everyone will move to Hong Kong. This is what, five miles away?
0: (laughs) That's right. But they don't want to go to, they don't want to go to Macau. Mm -hmm. I think for several reasons. One is the people people in Macau are so used to the easy life. There isn't very strong enthusiasm and work ethic to really go with it.
1: But they are creating areas that will be considered part of Macau on the mainland. That's right. And those, uh, you know, are,
0: you, you're, are you're crossing
1: a land border, it'll be populated probably by people not from Macau, but That's from right. outside. From, so they can take advantage of Macau's international position, um, but not have to pay the high fees associated with living hopefully, there. Hopefully, hopefully yeah. that helps. I hope so too. Mm. Uh, okay. <clears throat> Global South... Lulu seems to be gaining on uh, Bolsonaro. Any calls on that election? I think Lulu is going to win. He's
0: going to win. Yeah, yeah
1: but then there's going to be a Trump-style pushback by, by Bolsonaro. It's right. just that I told you it was rigged because I didn't win. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it you you start with a conclusion and then everything that contradicts that is obviously a lie or a conspiracy. I mean, this well, seems to be the
0: Well, actually for Joe Biden, either one, neither one is very, very favorable. No. for the U.S.
1: Well, I don't, I don't have to think about it in terms of U.S., but in terms of of Brazil itself, I mean, they they need to return to some sort of
0: stable Normalcy, leadership, yeah.
1: you know, uh, Normal yeah. international
0: relations and things yeah. like that. The economy is doing well. The Brazilian economy is doing very well because they export a lot of things that people all over the world want. Yeah.
1: No, they, they have materials. energy, they have... Food, uh, food, lots of food stuff. Lots of food yeah. stuff. Although they, they did have some problems this year, mm-hmm. uh, uh with the climate change issues.
0: And the other thing that uh, they had problems with, which a Brazilian official told us, you remember, is getting fertilizers from Russia.
1: Well, it's, it's not it's because so much a component of it is uh, associated with, uh, no, is gotten from uh, petroleum. Yeah, uh, it's not only the shortage, but it's also supply. I mean yeah. the cost. I mean it's really going up. Is yeah. you know, if oil's going up, why should I convert it into fertilizer? I can that's get right. more money by selling selling the oil. oil without the hassle. I mean, yeah. So I yeah. mean it's a double whammy that's going to affect in. Ecuador reaches deal with China to restructure debt. Haven't heard anything about it on the international press. Right. Yes. That's right. <laughs> it was it was just kind of like a, China was a uh, uh, you know, practicing debt diplomacy until it, it forgave all of these loans to African countries, and then you don't hear a peep about debt, debt diplomacy anymore. That's right. I mean, is nobody just, else
0: has ever done it. It's to no, but to I mean, you, you the think thing.
1: you think that there'd be uh, analysis, scholarly articles, um, you know, this calls for the U.S. and Europe to do the same thing, but nothing. Absolutely, okay. it's like crickets out there. You don't hear anything. Yeah. These are some questions that viewers have asked. And uh-huh. I just want to, we'll each take a two, two, two seconds to say something. Okay. So right now, higher inflation is going around the world. You know, what, what, are, what are people in China? What should they be concerned about?
0: I don't think so. I think that people in China are quite comfortable with the way the economy the financial side of it, the monetary side of it, is there will be further stimulus from the Chinese government and there probably will not be inflationary pressures in China. It's been, become very clear. 2.5%, the, the right?
1: Yeah, and the, the newest uh, jobs report in China actually signaled that there's been right. an increase. That's right. <clears throat> so. which, which I mean, it's that confidence that's yeah. going forward. Um, i I do believe there will be some effects in terms of this inflation is going to dampen global demand demand I think China still takes the lion's share because it's the low cost manufacturer people looking for cheaper things. I think China does well with that
0: there is There is also the attempt by the government partially successful so far of cre- creating and generating internal demand yes increasing that.
1: But that means small, medium-sized business enterprises, 90% of new jobs, 80% of existing jobs. They were hit really hard during this last part. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Second question. What does it mean for the four regions of Ukraine who, uh, who are voting to join the Russian?
0: It becomes
1: Russian territory. Yes. And this is something that people, if you want to understand it, once they join Russia, Lavrov, the foreign minister has said they are part of Russia and they will be defended as such. But it means that, you know, this war is going to drag on longer and longer because no Ukrainian politician is able to say, oh yeah, give up those warriors. We don't right. care anymore. That's right. And it's going to be really, really difficult. You already, uh, Zelensky is running around now accusing Israel of well, why haven't you given us free weapons or haven't you delivered weapons? it? That's right. The Israelis aren't even interested. Where is the U.S. saying? Choose. You know. You know. You know. You're either with us or against us, Israel. You know. We only give them five billion dollars a year, right? Very interesting. You know, the hypocrisy the involved. Yeah. If it's Israel yeah. who does it, eh, well, you know, it's, it's okay. understandable. India, well, we don't like it. But it's understandable. Indonesia, South, <laughs> it's fine. China? Oh, oh, well, obviously. That's different. (laughs) That's right. Not that China has done anything to support Russia. Even the Americans have said that China
0: has not done any military. I know, but you
1: still hear these stories day after day that, you know, China and Russia are in league. Um, third question. China. New jobs are increasing. Uh, 60% of the new jobs are for young people.
0: Yeah, this, this new job is very interesting. It's an escort to help you go see the doctor. What does that mean? It means, instead of hustling through a densely packed hospital by yourself trying to find out where to go, you have an escort who knows the hospital well and knows the people well.
1: I know, but isn't that an area where perhaps it's time to be more efficient rather than having...
0: (laughs) That's right. Now, the efficiency certainly exists because I've I've used the hospitals in Beijing quite a lot. And the apps of the hospitals, everything now is digitized.
1: I noticed that when I went there, all they did is scan a QR code and then everything, everything was done. Everything I, and was done. I mean I remember going there ten years ago and it was like a three hours just sign in. Yeah. But what you're windows. describing,
0: what you've seen and what we've seen is really Beijing and Shanghai. And maybe okay. Shenzhen.
1: Yeah, but that's the way China does it. They they try these Trial, things, yeah. and then if it's working, then they export it. So to new this realms. new
0: job category is not going to last very long <laughs> when the well, technology
1: spreads out to other
0: second, third tier cities.
1: But it's necessary. A lot of people seeking uh, mili- uh, seeking hospital um, treatment treatment. Yeah. They're elderly. That's right. And these systems can be quite daunting if you're very, sick. Um, perhaps. Very. Uh, mentally not as sharp as you used to be, yeah. to be wandering around trying to figure out how it is. But I, I think it's good that people are paying attention to this, that the yeah. market is responding to the need. So That's right. We'll see what happens there. Fourth question. Chinese uh, products like electric blankets, surprise, surprise, are going <laughs> through the roof. <laughs> in Europe. Yeah. In Europe. Oh, not just Europe. U.S. You name yeah. it. Everywhere. They're... Um, you know these these products, and this is another example where China is going to export a lot of sweaters, That's right. electric blankets, personal heaters, anything that can cut down millions your, your and bill.
0: millions and millions to Europe in the last four months. Hmm. But the next question is, what happens if you don't have electricity?
1: <laughs> That's another issue. Or uh, as a friend of mine who went to uh, uh, San Francisco uh, recently said he said, well, we were told we couldn't raise the thermostat, uh, below, uh, we couldn't lower it below a certain amount, and they had brownouts and blackouts. And they said, you can't have electricity. This is the United States, now seemingly a third world country. Europe is now headed in the same direction.
0: Yeah. Well,
1: you know, I, I don't wish anybody no. uh, any bad, but I just... I don't understand, and we've talked about this, and I'm going to keep coming back to it. It was all predictable. That's right. I mean, you know, Russia exports all of this—your your energy and food, and, and you know, all these strategic fertilizers. Fertilizer, you know, it's corn, barley, wheat, and, and Ukraine is also involved. You put them together, you're you're creating a massive shortfall. I mean, isn't that what government's supposed to do? They're supposed to plan, figure out a way around this stuff.
0: And governments are supposed to think about the potential outcome of their actions, are supposed to have policies that addresses what will come in the near future or the medium-term future. And the Europeans are simply, in terms of government...
1: It's like an ostrich. They have ostrich, their head totally, in the sand. Totally. All right, I think we've wound it up for the week. Next week.
0: Next week it is. All right.